Glory to God. Amen. This morning is our Thanksgiving service and we'll be announcing our emphasis for the month of May. Then we'll take communion today. I'm seeing something there. I don't know what it is. But I know there's no bomb there. Amen. For the month of April, we declared rescue. And it has become very important. I think we mentioned that, that we'll extend the rescue mission over a period of time that will help us go deeper into what we want to see. Amen. I'd like us to open our Bibles or whichever, wherever it is, whether it is hard copy or soft copy, to John chapter 4. Okay. Hallelujah. So, John chapter 4, and verse 34 to 38. I'm reading the New King James Version. Or oh, are you reading for me? Get microphone then. For 34 to 38. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receive wages and gathers fruits for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Jesus said, My food. And I believe you know what food is. Amen. My food, my nourishment, what gives me life what makes me comfortable, what gives me fulfillment is to do the will of the one who sent me, not just do, but to finish it. So I don't begin or I don't start and end as I will, but there is a time dimension to it. I must finish it. Amen. So it's not something that you go to touch and then you turn and go anywhere you want to go and then uh, you come back you treat the whole thing like uh, something that is not very important he says that is my food my food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish doing his will 
that is my food that is my nourishment that is the essence of my living that's the reason why I'm here and I think that statement should apply to us as believers why are we brought into the kingdom why are we brought into the family of God to do the will of the one who shows so much love and compassion and mercy to bring us from darkness into the light of his glorious son so we have a responsibility to do his will and to finish doing his will it's very interesting you see the interesting dimension is this nobody can exactly say what a person's will is and be able to go to the extent of finishing the will but here there was a will that could be finished and that's what Jesus was talking about here well we will see what that will is but your responsibility my responsibility as believers is that we do we seek his will and do his will and finish doing his will when we are done Amen. Amen. So your life is not yours. You don't live to please yourself. You don't do what will please any man, but you do what pleases the Lord. I've said this over and over and over again. I saw some people talking to Jesus, and they said, We have healed the sick, we have we have worked at signs and wonders in your name and he says yeah you did no doubt about that one you did but I don't know you so there is what you do that doesn't mean anything to God because he can use anything to do those things that you are doing but there's one particular thing that not, nobody else can do except us and that should make you have a feeling of importance a feeling of what? importance that there is something that nobody can do no other creation can do except those of us here who are called the sons of God it should make you have a sense of pride this one is godly pride not the pride that makes you begin to puff up and then you begin to die from your own inventions hallelujah my will my food my fulfillment is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest the subject of procrastination is what Jesus is addressing here we know that it should be done but we'll push it away. I will do it tomorrow. Maybe next month. Let me use the month of May to settle some issues. And then the month of June, I'll be out there fully. It is yet not time because he said you'll be coming soon. And over 2,000 years, it has not come. Let me relax. The danger is that you don't know when you are living. And you don't know when he's coming. 
The field is not going to be white. The field is already white. The harvest is already ripe. The sinners abound everywhere we turn to in this life. Everywhere we turn to. Yesterday we had um, the couples uh, conference here and at the end of it, we were here, we were just sitting down here and talking. And one gentleman just walked in. Later, I got to know that he came in and went to Brother Leslie. And uh, he also now directed him to the, to the pastor because the guy said he knows the pastor. He was drunk. He came in here. We gave him a seat. He sat down. And then we called Pastor Stanley to come and attend to him. He took him back there, asked him to sit down. He said he got up and said, okay, I'm going drunk. Now if that person should step out and the vehicle should knock, knock him down, will we be able to help him again? If he dies in the process, can you bring the word of God to him again? And that guy lives around here. Around here. Many of them say I'm not comfortable. He was drunk. Heavily drunk. Oh, well, he getting drunk is not a new thing. Because even those who are called the saints of God also drink. And when they drink and you ask them, they come up with all manner of scriptures to show you why they, they have the liberty to drink. I call them the sipping Christians. They will tell you so many things. They are qualified to drink. This one does not affect God. It's a sin against the body. As if he owns the body. We talk of scriptures like people with all respect to you who are foolish and don't know where they are going. When somebody drinks, you talk about it with much impudence. When you go to drink, you quote scriptures to defend yourself. High level hypocrisy. So to say somebody was drunk yesterday is not news. I don't know if you are drinking or but there are many people in the faith who are drinking. We had a conference, a couple, something one time when we returned from Nigeria and uh, in Accra here, we had a meeting and uh, while the meeting was going on, Everyone appeared to be very quiet. It's as if people were sleeping. And then somebody went to request for one song, Abua Kokontiba. I can't forget that scene. Elders of the church, the moment they start playing that music, Abua Kokontiba. Obenina Yekesi. Everywhere went wild. I tell you. My wife and I were just looking at them, we're wondering what is there in this song? Is this one to a gospel song? And come and see dance. Oh, dance. Over and above the dance of David. And they had the impudence of walking to me and the bishop. My bishop. To invite us to dance. Hey. To dance Abuakon Kondiba. 
Hmm? I'm coming. And then we saw that some of them were holding bottles of Guinness. And I turned to a corner like this and I saw them sitting down there drinking beer and all manner of things. And these are elders in the church. Those who are holier than thou. Let somebody go and chase a woman. They will sit down on that person's case and talk about excommunication. And here they were. Drinking. Isabel, there is the one who sees everywhere. You may not see anything. No, I bought you. I was what they were doing. Odin, sir. Odin, sir. Oh, when you're me, you when I say, maybe I see when we meet. He said, when one, oh, sorry, when what? Two or three meet in the name of the Lord. He said he's there. That makes it a church. That makes it an assembly. It is it is a sanctuary of God. The moment we are there, that's how it is. So in that place where we were, just behind the bintu, that was where the tents were raised, and it was a, a proper evening, no rain, no clouds, and they were shaking beer and Guinness. When they take Guinness, they tell you it's black tonic. Have you not heard it before? Pastor Dave, you don't know that one? Ah, I've told you. Black tonic. But this black tonic, there's, you don't, you don't, there's no dose, no dosage. It's not that one spoon, one teaspoon, one teaspoon or one, one spoonful, morning, in the evening, whatever. This one, as much as your body can contain. You needed to have been there. But should you even be there? You shouldn't be there to see this kind of thing that sends arrows into your, your heart. The kings and elders of the church, leaders of the church, we're busy buying <laughs> and drinking profusely. And that was the only place I saw that one. I've seen it in many other places. Drink. We go for funerals and then there's a place they keep drinks for some of these people, acclaimed believers who don't want the others to see them drinking. If it were good, if it were laudable, if it was something that was no acceptable, would you go and hide and do it? Yesterday we were driving home and then uh, we got to a place and one guy had parked a car into a, a, a dark zone like that and holding a girl at the back of the car. The way they were holding, you understand what I mean. If it is something that you are, you, you, you are happy about, something that you can boast of, why don't you do it in the light, broad daylight? Make it open, then shall. That's not what I'm talking about anyway. 
<laughs> we are pushing what must be done ahead. But Jesus said, hey, don't you say, it's not what you are saying, that there are still four months. There's much more time as if you have rule over the time. Then the harvest will come. And he says, no. The harvest is already here. It's what? Here. The harvest is already what? Here. It's only when it comes to God's work that we have a lot of excuses. When it comes to God's work, we have so many excuses. A lot of it. And I'm TM and I'm in your beef and I'm in a question where airport. Where are you playing? Obano will be in your own journey. Because you know, airport, a whole canoe, why a big? So, so to me, airport. Minnie Biaba. Baba? Yes. Can we define excuses as a mother of lies when you have done wrong? In fact, you are not, you are not just correct, you are very correct. That is the mother of lies. When we are wrong, I will make excuses. In fact, when somebody makes excuses, he is a person who is not ready to repent. Thank you, sir. Baba, thank you. Thank you, sir. Right. Not ready to repent. You make excuses. You are wrong, and you are making excuses, and you are defending your excuse. You are not ready to repent. I won't waste my time on you. You don't know how to accept a single fault. The very simple fault that you are, you know you've committed, and then say something about it. Very simple. Are you expecting a guest that you are busy looking at the gate? When we build our sanctuary, we'll make sure that you don't have access to the gate by sight. In fact, we'll call them, we'll call down. You, you won't see anybody there passing from what you have been doing now. Amen. Amen. Right. The statement that Baba made should give you an understanding. Own to your errors. Own up to them and make amends instead of defending. That is a maximum display of pride and a sign that you cannot repent. You are doing what is when they tell you, you say, but it's not me that is, I'm not the only person. Others do it. Does it make it right? Hmm? You heard the things that uh, Pastor Christian spoke about, those of you who were here yesterday. The, some of the things that he said here. Dangerous things done by men of God, done by men of God of high repute. Now, if you hear those things, and it's okay, I'm just a common, a common church member, so let me also do say, after all, the pastors are doing it. You are ignorant. You are a complete ignoramus. The pastors are doing so. I'm not, you told you are just a common church member. You are status with the pastor before God. Is that you are born again? 
He is a leader by appointment by God. And you account to God about his leadership. But you are a church member. You are a Christian. Just as he was. Everyone who is a pastor, whatever title we give to them, they were first Christian before becoming that one. And when they become that one, they don't go away from being Christians. So when they are misbehaving, we'll talk to them because they are misbehaving. When I talk about things like that, I don't, I don't, I don't, mean to sebi. And you can be angry, I don't care. In fact, being angry with me is one thing that helps me a lot. It makes me put on weight and then uh, I, I become excited that somebody's affected by what I'm teaching. That's why you can't stop me. No matter what you do, I will say what I want to say. I didn't start that one yesterday. If you like, go and look for my tapes in Nigeria, everywhere. That's how I am. So it's better you pray to God for strength to be able to walk with me than to pray that as you change. I cannot change because he does not change. He said, I'm the Lord, I don't change. So if I'm pursuing what he's pursuing, I cannot change. Praise God. I cannot change. No. What is wrong is wrong universally because this word of God is universal. We don't have Ghana Bible. Do you have Ghana Bible? And then Nigeria Bible? This is Brazilian. This is a universal monument. What do you call it? Um, 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 what do you call it? Manuscript. It is, it is a document that cannot be debated in any place. Parliamentarians cannot pass law on the content of this book. They don't have the capacity. So when I'm talking about, I talk with passion. I don't, I don't care about who is offended. That's the way you should go. If those people that he mentioned yesterday were to be your pastors, you won't like that that one. If I, you won't even allow the man to preach to you here. You won't. If a pastor, you are doing this one, how will you cancel people who are going to marry? Hmm? All you will tell them is that this marriage you are entering into now, the day your spouse misbehaves, send him away and then be free. That's the only thing you can be. That is what you are practicing. Don't push the harvest. Don't put the assignment away with the understanding of thinking that it is not due. It's already overdue. It is what? Overdue. It is on. Before you were born and before you got born again, the harvest was on. It's not going to come. It's already there. So don't push it away. Don't push it away. Understand the first statement he made. My will, my food. Is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. All right. Now, verse 36. Now, that 35, he says, Lift up your eyes and look at the fields. That is the world. Look at your community. Look at you in your house, your family. Your family. Don't go too far. Your family. Look at your parents. Are they saved? Have they been saved? I was privileged to lead my father to Christ. I was privileged to lead my uncle to Christ. 
One of my aunts that is dead, my mother's sister, I led her to Christ before she died two weeks after. I led my brother to Christ and he died, he died about four days later. Check around and see. I traveled on behalf of my younger brother, the one after me, who said I should allow him to do everything he wanted to do because that I did the same thing before I got saved. And I was afraid that he might not be as privileged as I was. And I'm happy that now his life is not like before in the land where he is. Check around you. you see, what joy will you get, you, will you have when a relation, a friend dies and you couldn't help that friend to become a Christian and you are crying? What are you really crying about? A friend of mine died in Nigeria and I cried. My crying was because the man did not allow Christ to enter his life in spite of all that I did. Before he went on that journey that killed him, I told him, I said, what we have been talking about, please. But that day I saw something that I had never seen before. I saw a human being and I was seeing behind him. It was as if the man was transparent. I was seeing me. I had never seen that thing before. So I looked at his face. I said, what we talk about? Let's finish it now before we travel. He said, no, no, I'll be back in two days' time. He never came back. So when I was, I was weeping, all they were saying that, ah, he loves his friend. It's not the love of friend. It's that I miss the mark. The harvest is not far away. It's here. So lift up your eyes and begin to see that it is already more than pregnant. The clouds are gathered. They are about to release rain. So go forth and be the one that will top it up for the rain to begin to come down. And now, and now he said, um, the one who reaps receives wages the one who gathers fruit sorry he gathers fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together Christ did the sowing and we are doing the reaping and that's all our assignment you are more than conquerors means you reap the fruit of conquest but you don't conquer you don't fight so when I hear you that you say you are doing social warfare, I begin to wonder who you are fighting. Don't be offended. Maybe that is your doctrine. Spiritual warfare. What are your instruments? Arrow? And bows? Or short machine guns? Or bomb? Which one are you using? One sows another reaps. There are many people you have been praying for. Many people that you've been praying for, for them to be saved. You have been sowing tears on your knees for these ones. Somebody will go and reap. So don't give up. No matter what the person, where the person goes to, your prayer is following that person. And someone else will reap the harvest. 
And when you reap such a harvest, don't be too excited. People have suffered fastings and prayers for that particular person that you got saved, that God saved in your hands. So don't get, that's why I said, don't, don't make yourself an owner of a person that God led you or helped you to bring into the faith. You don't know how many people have suffered for that same person. You don't know it. I know that multitudes of people prayed and fasted for my salvation. Continuously fasting and praying for me to be saved. Some of them said they could have peace. Just like how they were waiting for Saul to be saved that they could have peace. Some of them didn't want me to be what I was before because I was tormenting them. I was an instrument of God to punish people. I was God's punishment for many people who are misbehaving. Mm. So if you are a pastor, I will give it to you. If you are an elder in the church, I will give it to you. Whoever it was, I will give it to you because that was my assignment to whip you from outside so that you will change. One man went to take offering and he said, I don't want to hear any crane, 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 crane. You know what it means? Don't put in coins. And I was a visitor to that place. Yeah, I went. After service, I waited for him. Outside. My friend said, what's the matter? I said, I want to talk to that elder who took the offering. He said, why? I said, I'll tell him something. As I heard you say that nobody should put in crank, 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 crank. How much money did you give to them to come and give to God? And you, how much did you put in there? The man looked at me. He asked, who is this person? I said, it's no who I who. I said, what you said was wrong. Are you a thief? And I left. Next time he's taking offering, he will remember what I told him. What's the meaning of crank, 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 crank? Do you know where they came from? People have walked distances to be in service. And that's all they have. They won't eat. They are going back, walking. And when you meet them in your car, you won't even stop to take them. To help them. So what's your problem with crank, crank? What's the crank, crank? You know how many crank, cranks can make a kinkim? Hallelujah. I'm not saying that be dodging good money and be bringing crown crown here. When God has blessed you, you operate according to that level and you stretch yourself beyond your ability. But you don't go and be saying all kind of thing on the altar like that because you have been given permission to take offering. I think that man changed. God's, God's instrument of punishment. One sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap for which you have not labored. Do you understand this thing? That the person you are going to talk to, his life has been soaked already. Prepared by God to be reaped. So yours is just to put in the sickle. How many of you know what sickle is? Okay. A sickle in the tree is saying, Where is it? Is it here? I'm not seeing it. My hometown or whatever you call it is not responding. You know, some enemies are fighting, but God is faithful. Hallelujah. You have circle over there. What, what, what is, give me an idea of the, the nature of it. 
It bends what? It's what? It's like a question mark. Eh? It has a tail. Is there a tail? That's the handle. Go. That's the instrument for harvest. If you have seen any, anywhere they plant rice, they grow rice, and you, you go there when they are harvesting manually, it is this sickle. They put a few together and then they chop it up. The handle is there and then the ark that does the cutting is there. He said, I have already made a harvest ready for you. You go and put in the sickle and begin to harvest. So why do you think it is difficult? Can you compare just harvesting to sowing and watching over that which you sowed and weeding around it and praying over it? To the time of fruition, can you compare that one? Just go and harvest. Go, go and cut. That's that's your own business. Just go and cut. Now somebody has grown plantain and their thing is ready. I say go and cut. Your own is. In fact, some people don't even cut the tree. They just remove the thing from top. They can't go. Let the farmer himself go and remove the whatever he wants to remove. That is the issue. The work has been done. Yours is just go and bring home. Go and do what? Bring the person home. Jesus did it, you go and bring the person home. Hallelujah. So he said, I have done the work, you go and bring the person home. And when you do bring the person home, the joy will be for you and for the one that sold. So there's a joy. So there's a profit, there was a, there's a reward for you. This is to encourage you that you don't go there afraid. How can I talk to this person? and get a person saved. The person has been made ready by the owner of the farm for you to go and carry home. Carry what? Home. Growing up in the village, sometimes we'll go to farm and then our parents will, will do some harvesting, cut some plantain, get some kokoyam, everything, and then they pack it in the basket and keep it somewhere. And then when we go back home, they will ask you to go and bring it home. Is there any household? You also to walk over there. They put it on a stump. It is stump like that. You bend a little and push it on your head. And you come home. You didn't do the harvesting. That's what they used to do for us. Or they just harvest and cover with plantain leaves. And then you go and carry and bring home. And in the morning you go to the farm. You're not going to farm. So don't tell me you are going to farm. I'm going to pick something from the farm. So you just go and carry it and come back home. And if you were like me that didn't know how to walk but only run. Within a short time, you're back home. Some of you like walking too much. From, from the office to this place. That's how you'll be dragging your leg. Friend, friend, wah, 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 wah. Ten minutes before you land. Have you seen Josiah walking before? Huh? Every walk is a pain. He's always running. Josh, stop! <laughs> Yes, Grandpa, he would tell them, start running towards you. Stop, stop running, he would stop. Is that not the answer to it? Stop running, he would stop, and then he would turn. That's a new face. And start running again. Coming to you. We were like that when we were growing up. Running. So I ran to the farm and collect and come back home rejoicing. Say you are a farmer. You are not. You only went to take what the farmer had already labored for and put there. Jesus labored for them. And they are all over the place. 
all over the place. All over. All over. We were coming to church this morning. I saw some boys washing cars. These boys, if you go there now, they will tell you that they are Sabbatarians. That they went to church yesterday. Taxi driver, you ask him, why are you not in church today? He said, I go to church on Saturday so that I will be available to help some of you. What would you say again? Praise God. Now the sickle has two parts to it. There is that ark that you said is like a question mark. There is a handle. The, the axe is what does the thing, the cutting. But the force behind that axe that makes it to cut is the handle. Now, that sickle is the word of God and the, the handle is the love of God. That's my own deduction. It is the love of God that is pushing you that's bringing the person home you only go to present the word of God the force behind that word is the love of God for that person it's love that brought Jesus come and die and so that person is coming to salvation because of love what love has done for him or for her so go forth and present Jesus the word of God to the lost and do that with much love do that with what? much love let me repeat something I said before don't ever comment on the state of the person why are you dressed like this hey will you dress like that for him his boxer pants is the one you are seeing and that pants also saw water several months ago And you are angry. Why are you dressed like this? What do you want the person to do? A person who is blind. A person who is dead. Only hanging. Hanging is a hanger on. Right? That person, if he dresses like that, you know he has, doesn't have much strength in the hand even to pull that thing up. He's a dead man. Why are you angry about the pants that they show you? Cover him. Cover him up with what was salvation. And when it comes to know Christ, you won't be the one to tell him how to dress. He will know how to dress. He will do it. He will stop drinking. I've mentioned here to you before that when I got born again, nobody told me not to drink. I was not drinking water. Drinking water is not drinking. You take water. They drink alcohol. Your own is you take water. And they drink alcohol. All this one that you are not a Christian, you are still sipping. You are a very unfortunate person. In fact, you, you, you are becoming a disgrace to God. What is it that you have lost being a believer now that you still want to go for? Is it the two bottles of beer? Or the one bottle. Or a little tot of whiskey. That you are still going for. In a in tree, they say something. Bema de was all mansa bon wonum. Mansa emo wonum. 
it's, it's important for a man to at least take some alcohol and 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 and, and you know prove that he's a man when you are getting mad anything is good for you what is your problem he saved you because he loved you love him back and go and bring others also into the fold and so this month again we are on rescue but rescue this rescue too and what is there is that the harvest is ripe put in the sickle put in what the sickle I'm not saying go to Cantamount to go and look for sickle you have it you have the word of God you have the love of God in your heart put the two together and go and bring in your brothers and sisters the enemy has held in, in bondage for a long while bring them home their father is waiting for them go bring them home they have lost their way to their home go and show them the way back home they are yearning in their hearts for their father and you know the father so go and lead them to their father there's no sinner you meet that doesn't have that yearning to leave that situation in which he is it is there you were there before you know what it is I was there before so I know how, how I desired to be one but was not ready to allow anybody to preach to me you see, you, see, you see that stupid thing I wasn't okay where I was but I didn't want anyone to preach to me hypocrisy and the fear of becoming a Christian that's how we were and so they are they have been waiting for you amen they have been waiting for you some of them are, they have your name connected to their lives because Basse cannot win them when Basse, Basse, see the way he's dressed now if he sees the person with one short sleeve shirt and uh, with one jeans that is crying for water Basi will say, what is your problem? What is your, why are you dressed like this? Don't you know how to put on fine clothes? The man said, go away without your cloth. And then you send him away. But you are the one. He's looking for one female voice. One what? Female, tend some tender voice like this. Ah, brother. We are fine, papa. Oh, yeah. One fair. Hey. Tell Bassi what I'm talking about. Is it true that I'm, I'm, I'm handsome? Oh, thank you. Nobody has told me I'm handsome before. The moment he says that kind of thing, you already finished the business. Tell the person because of a cloak the enemy has put around you. That's why nobody sees you as handsome. But Jesus wants to take away that cloak and make you the nice person, the handsome man you are. And you'll be ready to yield to the voice of that lady and not the voice of a commandant. Somebody's life also calls for hard, hard what? Has tough. So every one of us here, we have people around there whose lives are connected to us. And Jesus said, already the harvest is ripe. 
They are there. They are everywhere. Begin from home and step out. Begin from where? Home and step out. Don't assume that when people are quiet in the house, they are born again. I was like that. But I wasn't born again. And the devil wanted to use that one the day I got born again. When the altar call was made, Satan told me, your students are here. And they know you to be a Christian. Because I won't join people doing what was wrong. No. And I won't condone evil. I, won't, I wasn't a lecturer that would ask the ladies to come and sleep with me. So I would give them scores. They knew me to be that frank and forthright. Not even my wife would be able to convince me to show her my questions. No. Nobody in my house ever saw the questions I was sending into the, the class for assignment for anything, for test. You would never see it. It may be on the table, but you can never read it. Never. So when they filed, they went to see my wife and were saying that uh, uh, talk to your gardener, maybe he will be able to help us. They say you have come the wrong person. Wrong what? Person. So Satan was trying to tell me your life is okay. So sit down. Don't disgrace yourself before these people. Wait for after the service, you can go and see the man quietly. <laughs> so I stood up three times and sat down. And then a force from nowhere held my buttocks and jacked me up. I said, Come move. And I was crying with my two hands lifted, crying like a baby going to be saved. Listen, it's somebody's time. The person is waiting for you to come and hold him and push him forward. Go. It's time. Tell somebody it's time. Tell the person you have the capacity. The harvest is already ready. Take your sickle and move in there. Somebody's life is connected to your ministry. They are waiting. They are crying. They are moaning. You are the one they are waiting for. Get up and go there. They are not far from you. Beginning from your home, stretching beyond the few buildings around. People are there waiting for you. Tell that brother and that sister, it is your time to shine. So begin from the Garden of Eden and bring them in.